Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, hopefully going to be fully awake throughout this episode because Edward is completely drained from from his amazing job. Um, <laughs> Edward Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? But shout out to Hector because he's also been kicking ass at his job, too. He's been going back and forth between where, uh, warehouses, right? Like, I, I want to say warehouses. Well, stores, but, but like, each store stores. has a warehouse. So, yeah, I, mean, so. I feel like when I say warehouse, everyone thinks, like, it's massive. It's, it's not really. No, it's probably not. It's probably, like, like an overst- like a backstock room. I guess oh, if you want to compare. Compared to, like, the stores, they probably, like, just a backstock area. It's just kind of very spacious. Um, well, yeah. at least the ones I've gone to. I can't, I can't tell you all the other stores. I've only been to two besides the main one at my job. But the... The other, the other two I've been to, one had a really spacious backstock warehouse type area. The other one, it, it's a it's a backstock area. <laughs> so that's gonna be my, my my nice way of saying that. Um, but I do want to go to a store. I do want to be transferred to a store because I like the idea of leaving at five and not almost at six, and then having to drive through different freeways to get home. So, and it's crazy because, like, without traffic, it's like a 20 minute drive to work with no traffic. Mm. But with traffic, it's almost an hour. So it's like, that's how, that's how crazy Houston is um, sometimes. But, anyways, um, so last week, you know, I told you that I wasn't going to get into Formula One. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm getting into Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> Drive to Survive, the Netflix series, is uh, very addicting. Um, really? Formula One is really interesting. Um, so I know the season is actually kicking off this weekend, actually, for, for the, you know, the, first, the first race for Formula One. So uh, I will be watching it. Um, it's on a Sunday. It's Sunday morning. So as long as it doesn't conflict with a soccer match, I think I'm good. But... Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm not going to commit to a team. Um, you know, so from, from what I've heard, best advice is to just like a certain racer and that's it. And so maybe I'm going to go down that route. So I'm recommending Ferrari. Um, that just seems kind of pretentious to me. Someone said Haas because, and, and you know, watching Drive to Survive, Haas is very comical to me. Okay, not okay because one of the on one of the seasons, uh, one of the cars gets set on fire. The guy survived, but the car was set on fire with the guy in the car. So maybe not comical there, but uh, besides that, it's been very comical with that racing team. Um, so which is Haas, 
or has. I know it's an it's an American. So someone told me maybe I should just be a fan of them, but then I was like, I honestly, comedically wise, makes sense that I would pick that team, but um, they're not very good. <laughs> so <laughs> they're like a mid table. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're, they're very mid table type racing team. Um, I do like Lewis Hamilton though. So I mean, he's with Mercedes. Well, I think he just changed his last name. So, but anyways, that that's that's Formula One right there. So I, I, I'm I'm gonna get into Formula One. I haven't picked a team yet. If anybody wants to give me a team to to root for, not Ferrari, just seems kind of douchey to to say I, I like Ferrari. I don't know, Edward. Edward, you're a Formula One guy. I mean, I mean personally, I just Lewis Hamilton has been like the favorite for everything. Yeah, he's like a seven time yeah. world champion, right? Yeah, something like that. So. I think that would be that would be good. That'd be very bandwagony, though. Mm, okay. You know, you never know. He's also the only. He's the only. I mean, there's well, there's Checo, there's Checo Perez, which I know is with Red Bull. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's obviously Max Verstappen, which he's he's a really good racer. Um. Yeah. Danny Ricardo, but I mean, he hasn't really been as good. Um, yeah. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm a, you know what? All right. Winner of the first race, that's gonna be my team. Boom. There you go. Makes sense, right? That's a good, it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, what's your team? Do you have a team? Nope. Uh, I personally don't. I'm more, remember, I'm more of a MotoGP guy. That's true. That's true. I do want to go, because uh, I know that they do, uh, they do a Grand Prix over in Austin. So uh, I'm very interested in trying to to get tickets to go to a live Formula One race. Edward, hopefully, if you don't have the boys, maybe we should go. Obviously, <laughs> that's in October. So. Just just as a just as a heads up, we're gonna need uh, earplugs. Okay, because well, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be a coda, you're gonna need earplugs, especially if you're gonna be in the grandstand. If you're on the field, maybe. Uh, depending on where exactly on the field you're at. If you're at a turn, I think you'd be okay. But if you're on the straightaway, yeah, you're going to get earplugs. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see when, when I see the ticket prices. <laughs> Whichever is cheaper is the route honestly, I'm going. Look, honestly, general admission, I think it's like just to go in, that's the ticket. And then general admission, like on the field, it's not that much, bro. Like if it's at Coda, but Grandstand, Grandstand maybe goes about, depending, I think maybe like 110, 125. Depending if you're actually going to be in the in the bleacher, basically, uh, the grandstand is basically the where the beginning of the race is. You but because you're so high, you get to see farther out in the track, and then there's actually a big screen right there in front of you, so you get to see like how everything looks on the TV. Uh, but then you get the last turn and the finish line. Like basically, you see two people going in at the same exact time. You see you see them hauling ass. Okay. Uh, if you're if you're at the at the grandstand or, or the bleachers and stuff, but if you're out in the field, you can still see uh, the last turn. If you're basically out on the grass, and there's people that actually do that, and they just sit there. It's like because there's a hill. If I recall correctly, I was I mean I went to MotoGP years ago, but that was one of the awesomest experiences of my life. It was pretty cool. Like it was awesome. The people were cool. Um, so yeah. All right, so we'll, we'll see what we'll see what we do there. Um, yeah, it's, it's October. We we got plenty of time to to plan, but but yeah. So I do want to try to go experience a Formula One race for sure, because uh, now I am officially a Formula One guy. 
Um, thanks to <laughs> thanks to Netflix. Um, but anyways, yeah. So wow, we just dedicated way too much time to this Formula One. That's talking yeah, Formula really? One. Um, what happened to have... football? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> anyways, all right. So we do have quite the episode for you guys. We got headlines. We got a debate topic um, that may or may not piss you off if you, depending if you're a PSG fan or not. Um, game recaps, announce our players of the week, give you some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And we're going to do a three up, three down on color, color, color combinations. Jesus Christ, maybe, maybe I need some help here. Um, but yeah, color combinations. Um, so a little bit, a little bit broad, but we'll see what, what, I mean, I think, I, I feel like most of us are going to be pretty on the same page when it comes to some colors, but we'll see. So, this is, get ready for episode 80. Sit back, relax, and uh, and yeah, so let's get going with this episode. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we're back. Um, if you guys check our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC, you'll see our bios. Underneath our bios, there is a link that will take you to our link tree where you can listen to us through Pandora, Apple, Spreaker, Spotify, wherever you get your, your podcasting needs from. Um, of course, the Belly Up Sports website, the Burns Radio link uh, through Tiki Live, and of course, the Insert Name FC Clothing Store, and our great partners, Fanatics and Audible. So make sure you guys go ahead and check out that link once again on our Instagram and Twitter, at Insert Name FC. And make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, because, um, well, it seems pretty obvious that Newcastle is not going to be relegated, so there's going to be a jersey giveaway, so make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter, because... <laughs> There's gonna be some jersey giveaways happening at the end of the season, so so that shot myself in the foot. But anyway, speaking of people that shot themselves in the foot, Galatasaray versus Atlas. Yeah, that's right. We're gonna go ahead and and um, some things have, have have come out of as far as what exactly Liga MX has in mind into punishing and making some changes to improve. Uh, to prevent another incident that happened like in Querétaro versus Atlas. So for those of you who don't know about what happened with Querétaro versus Atlas, which I don't know what the hell you've been doing because it's been pretty, it's a, it, honestly, it's, it's pretty big. The fact that like this is, this is what everyone thinks soccer fans are, which isn't that far off. <laughs> um, it's not, a, it's not a stretch. It's, it's a very terrible example of it, but it's, it's not a stretch because, you know, Hooliganism is a thing that comes into play with soccer. Just yeah. people normally don't die. But um, but yeah, so here we are. So Liga MX has finally made their, their sanctions on how exactly they're going to handle this event. And this is what they ended up coming up with. Getro will play with no fans for the rest of the year. That's pretty fair. Getro uh, right. will forfeit three to nothing to Atlas. So Atlas wins the game three to nothing. Um, Queretaro was fined 1.5 million pesos. If you guys want to understand the reference to the U.S., that's $70,000. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I didn't realize how fucking 
how big I'm sorry, Mexico. This isn't me making fun of you. But I just never realized the difference the peso was to the American dollar. Um, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big difference. Um, but all right, Canetro is fined 1.5 million pesos and fan groups are banned from home matches for three years and away matches for a year. So once again, these are the, the ultras, the, or the, the baras, uh, for, for Querétaro. So, you know, supporter groups essentially will be banned for three years in Querétaro and then for a year on the road. Uh, Querétaro ownership are disqualified for five years and must sell Querétaro. So now I believe Querétaro now is part of Caliente MX. So they're kind of currently holding the ownership of Querétaro to a, till a owner, you know, it shows interest in Querétaro. Um, so which I mean, I don't know, Edward. I feel, do you feel like a possibility is kind of similar to what happened with Monarcas where, you know, they just got rid of the club and then made Mazatlan a thing? Uh, honestly, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Kind of like, I think another state is probably going to end up buying uh, 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 Querétaro. I think that's what's going to happen and they're going to be like um, those Gallos Blancos they instead of Querétaro, is like those Gallos Blancos they I don't know. Like, whatever, you be, whatever Providence. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we, we were joking about it at work, honestly, and we were talking about it. Um, they, we were talking about that maybe the only possible people that could probably buy is like LDF. So it could be like uh, Los El Querétaro LDF, you know, something like that. Los Cayos Blancos LDF, you know. Um, yeah, because, so you, you know, DF needs another. No, that's, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, the F is like literally the one that's populated with like the most soccer team. It's kind of like uh, LA, you know? You got, they got like, uh, like, like Pumas, Cruz Azul, America. I think I'm, I'm, yeah. think I'm missing one. But. Uh, it's already three. Yeah. So they might get a fourth one. We'll see, we'll, we'll see about that. But, anyways, yes. I mean, I'm, just, I'm just saying, but, but yeah. So I think it's definitely, it's definitely a thought, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you gotta think about it. It is a big, pretty, pretty big thought. I mean, death is a pretty, you know, it's a, it's a, they can handle four teams, honestly. Um, I mean, there's like five teams in London, like, no, I'm not No, there's probably more than five teams in London. But, um, <laughs> Atlas and, and, and England, and, and England is a very small country. Uh, if you really think about it, England's a pretty oh, small yeah. country. Um, it is. Atlas fan groups are banned from away matches for six months. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, that's, but that was expected. I mean, they were just as, just as just as involved, just as unruly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they got their asses beat. I mean, I, I know that's not that's, that's that's terrible to say, but I mean, technically, that's that did happen. Um, yeah, exactly. Support uh, support groups. Oh wait, yeah. Support groups are banned from attending away matches, and clubs are no longer allowed to provide funding. So if you guys didn't know that mostly with ultras, the club usually tries to provide them with travel, um, you know, travel needs for, so that way that they do have fans at those games. Um, yeah. So not, there will be no support groups being traveled uh, at, at least for, yeah. So support group, so supporter group. So individuals could go to the games, but obviously as a group, you can't. You can't. Yeah. yeah. So, just, just, just think about the, 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 the loopholes there. All convicted, all the convicted in the riots are banned for life, which is, <laughs> be, 
I mean, they're going to be in jail. So I don't. Yeah. I don't, they committed the murder. Is, I mean, no. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't know if they'll be even get out of jail or if they do, you know, they technically say, oh, yeah, you're banned for life. But, you know, there's such a thing as plastic surgery, you know, fake mustaches, all that crazy shit. <laughs> I would love to see someone try a fake mustache. <laughs> I mean, they can probably pull off a beard, but not the fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna look like like J- that uh that 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 Jim Dwight and, and oh, Michael yeah. when they had the mustaches on, when they dressed oh, up yeah. they were, they were just as warehouse guys. <laughs> okay. Take her to a hotel gym and make love to her. <laughs> um, <all right>. um. <laughs> but yeah, so they will be convicted. Uh, all convicted are going to be banned for life. Uh, Liga MX is actually planning on increasing security, which. I mean, hopefully that's it's more than what they they should have had for for the Caretro game. Um, oh yeah, more than they should have had. Keyword should have had at the game. So I mean, I I mean I I'm I, I, not to sound crazy, but I mean I'm used to seeing the SWAT teams over at the Liga MX game. So I I think that that should be the norm. Yeah, I know that that sounds a bit crazy to some people, but. Uh, that should be the norm down there. I mean, it's the same thing for like any 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 of those like Latin those Latin leagues. It's, it's kind of that's how it's always been. It's just that's how it, it's been like that. So I'm used to it. I mean, I'm sorry that it sounds kind of creepy that I say that, but it's true. <laughs> but they're they're you know they're looking to increase security and also planning on adding facial recognition systems, which um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what are they gonna have? Like, it sounds. It sounds weird to be honest with you. Like, they have the technology. Like, they have the technology for this. Like, they have like the, like the CIA. Like, they were trying to find Jason Bourne. Like, but instead, it's for players. It's like for player safety. I mean, fan safety as well. But it's just weird to me. Like that. That that's an option. Like facial recognition uh, technology. I mean, props to them if they have it. I just, I don't know. I just think it's kind of weird. And I, I think it's just because when I think about like, you know, obviously like not saying that Mexico is a poverty country because it, it's, it's not, but I mean, it's pretty similar to most like, like, I mean, like El Salvador can be a beautiful country, but there is some poverty there. So when I, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like when I think of countries that deal with those, that have those issues, and I mean, it's not like the U.S. doesn't have poverty, poverty, poverty is everywhere. But uh, you know, there, there's people, there's parts of of certain countries where people don't have technology, and it's like it's fun. It's it, to me, it's ironic seeing that the stadium has all this high tech, and, and there's probably some people that barely have a cell phone in that country. Is is what I'm saying. I'm no, probably have a flip phone, bro. Huh? You probably have a flip phone. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know because in El Salvador, there's a lot of people with smartphones. They don't have a TV, but they got a smartphone. But think about it. Think about it this way: um, you also have a, uh, you also have um, what you call it. You got a little pueblo that's getting paid uh, in, in in Bitcoin. So I mean, you know, we haven't even gotten to that point yet. That's true. That's a good point. But yeah, so that is some of the, that's that is what um, Liga MX has has sanctioned after these events that happened in Querétaro. Um, Edward, how do you feel of all that has been 
has been stated by Liga Mekis? I mean, I, I guess I can I can agree with it because it, I mean, how else can you actually take that off? You know, like how else can you take care of it? Because there's no way there's there's no way to be able to back away from that, and that's the that's the hard part, you know. No, yeah, for sure. I think that there's like there's no real way. Uh, like they had to do a lot of a lot of these decisions were made. I mean, smart move by you know disqualifying the ownership group because I mean, let's face it, they they put very little effort in security for that game. I mean, oh, granted, yeah. it wasn't like it was a packed game. It's just that majority of the people that were at that game were were also ready for for war. Um, it just looked it looked fucking packed to me, man. Well, when you put everybody together, yeah, it just definitely looks a lot packed in that one section. It was definitely dispersed. Like, I mean, I can't tell you like the you know the full honesty of the match because I didn't watch the game. Um, but like, I mean, it looked very scarce the crowd. But then also, mind you, at that point, the pictures that I saw, most of them were already on the field. So, no, yeah, good yeah. Point. good point on that one. Um, but anyway, so. So Mexico's involvement in the 2026 World Cup was a topic of discussion from FIFA oh. because FIFA did, <laughs> FIFA did get involved and was, you know, talking about well, you know, Mexico, how how can you guarantee that this won't happen? Well, probably they're, they're not going to use Querétaro, that's for sure. I mean, if yeah, if gonna, anything, they probably they probably won't use any Querétaro players, even if even if one is out, it stands out. Uh, they feel that he'll be actually a contribution to the to the national team. I'm pretty sure they won't bring him in just because of all the heat that he that that player could bring over to the national team. Um, uh, I, I, mean, they, I mean, I just don't think they would use that stadium because I mean, it's obviously, the, you know, when you know when you think of Mexican stadiums, you think of well, Azteca. Um, but then El Volcan, also, El Azteca. Um, what else? Monterrey, Monterrey, uh, Tigres. Um, so I would essentially assume it's the larger stadiums. Um, I mean, with all the renovations that the Luca has done, I don't know if that's going to be a factor, but obviously the big one is going to be Azteca. Everybody knows Azteca. That's the stadium. Azteca, basic, Azteca basically, let's just put it this way. Azteca is an energy stadium. <laughs> No, Azteca is, is Cowboy Stadium. Let's let's, let's be more. Let's, oh damn! It, it, it it's the stadium. That's the stadium that, they, that the Mexican national team uses. Yeah. All right, all right. But yeah, so they did question whether or not if they should take Mexico off, and a lot of people were asking to you know like all the Karens of the world were actually were demanding that Mexico was to be removed from the 2026 World Cup hosting responsibilities. But I kind of don't really think that. It's that drastic. I'm not saying that like what happened wasn't doesn't deem that alertness, but I mean, it, to me, it's just this happens. Like fans fighting is something that happens all around the world, and yeah. so if if we were to once and and I think this is also kind of me kind of trying to defend Mexico because I feel like Mexico has been getting a lot of attention through the the like the what the fans do. Um, yeah. and it's just something that they just want to pile more on, even though Querétaro was, that was Querétaro. Um, I don't want to put that all into the Mexican, all through, like try to get all Mexicans involved with that into that group. But I mean, that did happen. 
but like I said, violence in sports is it's it's everywhere. I mean, we've seen violence go everywhere. We shoot, we you know here here in Houston, where the Dodgers fans came over, and you know you had Dodgers fans trying to fight Astros fans. You shoot, you even had Dodgers fans fighting other Dodgers fans. So I mean, like it it happens in sports. Like people get rowdy. You know, Philadelphia is a prime example of a fan base that that doesn't bow down from a fight. So. It, it, it's just that's kind of how it is with sports. It, it's like there's people that just take it a little too far. This is one of those cases where they went way too far. Um, and, and I'm not trying. And once again, this is me trying to defend it. But I, I didn't think that that we got to all blame Mexico for this and and strip them away from that World Cup because it's such a that that 2026 World Cup is massive, and we don't know what's going to happen in 2026. We don't know if all these things that they got Max plans on doing. If it works, it works. That's great. That means, uh, you know, job done. We, no more, no more crazy violence that happens amongst the fans, which I mean, yeah. if that's the case, Mexico did their job. But I mean, I, I don't think stripping them away from the, the World Cup was going to be the right choice. Um, so I'm glad that even though it was a discussion, it, it didn't lead to them being stripped from it. So I'm at least glad for that. Um, and I don't know why this was needed, but Mexico made, the Mexican national team actually made Assurance to the U.S. men's national team that there will be, they they will be safe uh, during the World Cup qualifier, which will be in in Estadio Azteca, um, actually, sometime this month. And so, which I don't know why that's that was important to mention, but I guess okay. Well, now we have assurance. Uh, but uh, and, and, and like I said, I don't expect. I don't. I'm not like oh my god, they're you know poor USA fans to go to Mexico. It's like no, you're, you'll be fine. It's not. You know, especially we're talking about the Mexican national team. So, you know, a, a World Cup qualifier, you know, you know that Mexico, Mexico is going to make sure they do their due diligence and bring in the proper security to protect the U.S. men's national team fans that do go over there in the, in, as the U.S. supporter groups do co- go as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to like throw all Mexico into this. It's just, it's a very, very unfortunate situation that came, that happened. Um, that escalated way too far, and it was more so the the lack of security that that Caretro didn't provide. Because I do, I I mean I feel like everyone could feel the same way here. If they actually had security, I don't think it would have gone that far. Yeah, maybe a, maybe it, a few, maybe had, a few brawls, maybe a few brawls, but I don't know no, about well, about a full the, ladders and chairs match yeah. happening. But well, the thing is with that, they had technically they had security. It just wasn't enough, and then they said that. Uh, in order to prevent a brawl from breaking out, some securities opened the gates from the side because they had like gates like fences. So they tried to separate the away fans from the home fans. That's when the Querétaro fans went into the Atlas area and just started. And I think that's when the whole coming onto the field happened because the Atlas, the Atlas fans didn't really have anywhere to really to go. They were getting bum rushed. So they just dove into the field. Yeah, it was a, it was, it, and I once again, I want when you have the right amount, the proper amount of security, I think you know that could have been easily avoided. Um, unfortunately, you didn't have the right amount of security. Once again, the footage that I saw, I'm, I literally saw a security guy opening the gate uh, for the Caretro fans yeah. to go storm into the Atlas fans. So and that's what I'm saying. So it's a. So, I mean, when you have proper security, which, I mean, I assume the Mexican national team definitely has the better resources in that department, 
Um, so I'm not necessarily like, oh my God, the poor USA fans. Like they're, they're, They'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. Um, is Azteca. Nothing crazy has happened in Azteca besides someone throwing a freaking green laser at somebody's eye um, or throwing beer cans at somebody. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it, it'll be fine. I mean, the, the fans will still be the fans. They'll still be rowdy. They'll still, I'm, I'm sorry, but they're going to scream out puto. I mean, that's just going to happen. Just, yeah. just, just deal with it. I mean, <laughs> nothing, nothing can really change there. But, I mean, maybe, maybe it could change. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. I can't really predict the future. But, I mean, they'll still do it. Um, I mean, aside from that, I think hopefully, uh, hopefully, Me- you know, they got Max and, and also the Mexican Federation. You got to, you got to, understand that they have to get involved now because well, it, you know, they literally were talking about taking them out of the 2026 World Cup. So, well, hosting the 2026 World Cup. So they were literally ta- that was literally an option that was being discussed. So, I mean, obviously, Mex- you know, Mexican Federation does not want anything to ha- tamper with that for them because obviously, if anybody knows when it comes to World Cup hosting, it's a lot of money that goes to your country. It's, it, it helps your country out because it's tourism, um, it helped, you know, a lot, a lot of things get built up pretty nicely because of the fact that you're hosting a world cup. So I think, um, New Mexico doesn't want to lose that opportunity. So they're going to make sure that, that none of this shit happens again. And so, I mean, that's the bright side of it, but, but yeah, so that's, that's my like final thought on it. Or what's your final thought? Um, well, I mean, on that, I feel like it's, um, uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm still like, even, even after this, this much time has passed and everything's kind of like already said and done on their, on the decision of what to do, uh, I'm still kind of like, it's not enough for those, uh, for the families of, of the people that, you know, they had, they say that they did pass away by the You already know the truth. Um, I just feel, it, some yeah, there's got to be some justice. Some justice has to be served for the families. And, I, I still and, say and, that you gotta you gotta finally say their names and and finally and then, and then, give the count. Yeah, and then also like um, for example, there was kids there. You know, I mean, there was people running away with their kids. Kids saw all that all that massacre. They they saw that. They're they're little kids. Um, I mean, you know, granted, it's Mexico. It's you know, cartel country, whatever. But it's just, they're, you know, you wouldn't force a kid to, to watch something like that. Like, if anything, you try to cover their eyes if something was going on around that area. You can't. There was people, like, like we talked about this, and there was people giving away their shirts, taking off the shirts for the Alice fan, giving them their Querétaro shirts, saying, hey, you know, take this, just run, don't hold it back. Um, and I'm sure that people were doing that for their, for their children, more specifically for children and women as well. Um, so it's just, it, it just, it hurts to be honest like that. Uh, it hurts me because I, I, I would love to take my kids to an event like that, like their first soccer game. That would be so awesome. But it's like, think about it. For all we know, that was actually an experience for one of the kids. That was their first soccer match. And sadly, it happened like that. That would traumatize a kid. Um, and it would traumatize the adult as well. Like, it's just something. Is I mean, right. Like you know, the kid that they ended up interviewing, he's never going back to a game. He said it. He's yeah. Like, he's like, I'm not, I'm never going back to a game. So it's not worth he's, it. He's, yeah. But I mean, think about it. That dude, that kid is 16, but I'm talking about like 10 year olds, nine year olds. Like you, you don't, 
you know, they, they're not used to seeing stuff like that. Like, granted, on video games and movies and stuff, but right then and there, right in front of you, stuff like that going on. Yeah, it's, that will scar a kid for life. No, I, I completely agree. As far as, like, the emotional damage, that's, that's a whole other thing that hopefully Liga MX and uh, Liga MX make sure they do their part in, in helping out on that one because, you know, the recovery from the mental recovery that everybody went through beside the physical that, that happened. I mean, once again, you got to do right by those that passed and actually say that those, those they passed, you know, they died, they got killed. Um, it's good that people are getting arrested. I, 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 you know, that's a positive, but I mean, at the end of it all, like you, there needs to be justice for the ones that, you know, the people that don't, they don't get to see their family members, you know, the family members that went to go to this game and, and then, and obviously, you know, they saw what happened and, you know, that, that's concerns, you know, they, they were wondering if they would come back and they, either they, they came back, but, you know, not, not fully healthy or they, they're not back. And so, yeah, they, I mean, it, it, it's not, it's not like all, all, you know, you know, brush your hands off. It's over. It's like, no, there's, there's so much that Liga MX has still left to, to do in order to truly fix what's happened. And it's going to take a long time getting rid of, honestly, I would say get rid of Queretaro. Like, end the club. Like, whoever buys the club, move the club somewhere else and, and start fresh, start a new club. Because I don't think Queretaro deserves a club if that's, if that's how they're going to act. Yeah. So, I mean, just, you know, it's like, you know, with, with, with a tumor, you just cut it off and, 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 and heal. And so I think, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what I, what all that comes with it, but usually, you know, you get the tumor off and usually hopefully that that's all it is. That's all it is. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, that's, that's, that's the real thing is like the mental aspect is not going to be uh, solved just right away, but at least there, there's me- there's measurements going to, there's measures that are being taken right now that Liga Max is showing that they're taking this seriously and, and hopefully they are, but you know, obviously the big thing is that they owe, they owe a lot more to the fans and that's still what needs to be, uh, that still needs to be paid. Mm, yeah, exactly. I mean, those, those families really, they need to, they need to feel the, the retribution for, for their loved ones. Exactly. All right. So another thing that we talked about last week, um, not necessarily too deeply into it, but um, it, you know, it, it Chelsea, you know, obviously Abramovich, the 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 owner of Chelsea, was looking to sell the club, um, and mainly it was so he could one beat out his sanctions um, that he was going to be facing for the fact that he is one of the most heavily influenced Russians uh, in Russia. Obviously, he has his relationship with Putin. And all that, which is the reason why that you know he's facing possible, you know he was facing sanctions uh, to begin with from the from the 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 you know the the UK Parliament, um, right, right. And, and so, uh, so he was trying to sell Chelsea. He was claiming that the money was going to go to help uh, people of Ukraine, like trying to donate to some of their their funds, help families that don't have homes right now for their safety, for food, water, and all that. Um, I can't tell you if it's true or not because, you know, frankly, I don't know the guy. Uh, so that's 
I mean, people say things. I, I, you know, you either gotta hopefully take their word for it or or not. You don't. You never really know how people are. Um, but, but, I think the main reason was because if he was to still own the club and he would hit get hit with sanctions, well, his accounts would be frozen, meaning that Chelsea would essentially not have any anything. They wouldn't be able to really function as a club because they wouldn't have any revenue. They wouldn't be able to to gain any revenue, uh, which obviously that 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 affects jobs, that affects businesses, and that affects the club, the the team as well. Well, kind of what what well, you know one thing that I thought of was was there's a possibility that maybe he's just not going to be able to sell the club in time before those sanctions hit, and it happened. You know the the sanctions have been hit for Abramovich. So he is unable to sell Chelsea because you know his accounts are frozen. You <laughs> can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, you really can. And, and, and like I said, what hap- What? How does this affect Chelsea? Well, Chelsea can't sell tickets. They can't sell merchandise. And if they are looking to do some transfers, well, they can't do that either. Actually, as a matter of fact, clubs are looking. At taking away some of their players. Um, oh yeah, you've heard Juventus talking about looking at Pulisic, Conte, you know, guys that are kind of going near the end of their contracts. Well, right. Chelsea can't make a deal with them. Other clubs are, and this is kind of shows you how 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 really you know blood in the water this business is when it comes to soccer. Um, because these guys are like, oh, look, we can get Conte. Oh, look, we can get Giorgino. Oh, look. <laughs> so, like, kind of slowly, Chelsea's kind of falling apart in some yeah. sense because of the fact that they just can't do I mean, it. They can't have a club. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, maybe some of these will actually, some of these players will probably actually go uh, back to their, like, their respective clubs, like, you know, um, Salzburg, um, what you call it? Um, um, Borussia Dortmund, maybe back to the German clubs, the Spanish clubs, if anything, as well. Um, some of them, like some of these will go for cheap if he can't make a contract with them. Some of them will probably, like like you said, like they they probably won't be worth much. It's just offering their wage and be like, look, you know, you're not going to end up being there for long. If anything, even the players that still have time left over might actually look for a way out. They might be like, look, I just want to transfer. Like they'll they'll want to transfer over. Of course, they're going to try to get like as much money as they can for them. But if if that player is not happy where they're at, especially knowing that the owner won't be able to put money into the club, then you know it's like you kind of feel like, damn, it's like working for free. It's like working on on a tab. You know, like you're like, okay, I've accumulated this many hours. Can I get paid now? No, not yet. But just stick around. You know, I personally don't know how that would work as uh, you know, as as, as time progresses. <clears throat> no, yeah, I completely agree with you on that one. Um, I think and it's kind of funny because, like, because of like all the financial bind that Chelsea's in right now, you got freaking Tuchel talking about he's he's more than. He's more than okay to drive, drive to be the bus driver for the club. So now is he the coach of the team? But he's also going to be uh, the transportation. So 
apparently it could be that bad. Now, yeah. Now I know I said that he is that Abramovich is unable to sell the club, but there is a loophole where Chelsea could be sold, and the only way it could be done is if the sale cannot benefit Abramovich. Meaning he can't get any of the money. So basically, his- it's like it's like basically that money will go one hundred percent to the club, and he cannot touch that money at all. Well, I mean, anything. the club's got to be so has to be sold. Okay, it has to be sold. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. I got you. None of the money can go to Abramovich. So the UK government has said that has stated that they are open to allowing the sale of Chelsea, but. That would require a new license to continue business, which obviously the, the license would mean that it would not go to Abramovich. So, I mean, if I'm Abramovich right now, I think part of part of Abramovich trying to sell is because he wanted to get some money out of it. But also, yeah. I don't... This is now his chance to prove that he was actually going to go and donate this money to the people of Ukraine because he could just be like, well... Here's who I wanted to don't who I wanted to send the money to in Ukraine. Give it to them. It's not going to benefit me because it's going to them. But want to, I mean, want to I be like a shell, like a shell corp, and then it's technically based in Ukraine, but it turns out to be like it goes uh, like half back uh, over to like Russia somewhere over there, where somebody keeps his money for a while. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I mean it's it's, it's, it's all tight kind of tips and tricks and stuff. You know? Yeah, so that's the thing that's interesting for me. Now there is some club, some some people that are still in shit in, in Chelsea. Obviously, the the eighty two, the eighty two billionaire that that Abramovich was trying to sell it to, is interested in it. Um, apparently, Tilman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, wants wants to want in on on Chelsea. Um, the owner of the New York Jets, the the owner, one of the owners of the Dodgers, one of the owners the the owners of the Chicago Cubs. Um, Damn. Yeah, a lot of people are are very much interested in Conor McGregor. Uh, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> That's Conor sweet. McGregor is is still in there for for interest in Chelsea. Um, uh, I believe there's a there's actually a person uh, a British person that is actually a Chelsea fan that is also in, intrigued by the possibility of buying Chelsea. So, see, and, and that's one thing too. Like that's one thing you have to look at as well. Uh, you have a lot of clubs that are already outsourced. Um, just dumping money into it and stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the EPO would love that. Um, but I, I think somebody from the UK should own that team. Somebody who has the money and they're actually a fan, and and you know, like they'll they'll be able to make smart moves. I think it's kind of like it's kind of like. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like giving giving Nelson Barcelona. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> he's a fan. So he could get rid of, of Sergino Dest himself? Uh, uh, that's actually true. <laughs> well, maybe he changed his mind. I don't know. Sergino, get the mind. fuck out of here. <laughs> no, maybe, he changed, maybe he changed his mind. Maybe he changed his mind. I mean, apparently Xavi has changed his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's interesting that this avenue is a possibility. I think I think the UK the 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 British government. I think they 
they notice that, hey, you know, Chelsea's a pretty important club for, for England. Obviously, they're the Champions League winners uh, from last year. Um, so, obviously, it's like, oh, it's not a good look if we lose them. <laughs> All right. Um, so, it is a big factor, man. Like, I think that's going to be something that you're going to have to keep going at. It's like one of those things where, uh, like, say for instance, the Dallas Cowboys, like, if they if they if they lose money, you know, the NFL knows, like, well, we can't lose the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys is a team that everyone watches. You know, love them or hate them, that's why you're watching them. It's because you want to see either the Cowboys lose or you want to see the Cowboys win. Um, now I'm not saying the Chelsea is the Cowboys of the of of the English Premier League. I'm not God. I'm not saying that, but um. But it's one of those top clubs, you know, you know, and in the Premier, it's kind of similar to you know La Liga. You know, like the La Liga isn't going to be good unless Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid are playing in their top uh, at their at their best. Now, the English Premier League probably has a little bit more leeway because they have at least six clubs that that they that they feel as long as one of the you know at least a few of them are thriving, they their business is good. But, you know, obviously with Chelsea, with all the moves that they have made, um, you know, have Tuchel and, and have that, that team that made that push for the Champions League last year, um, you'd want them to have some success um, for sure. And, I mean, it's, a, it, it's one of those things where, you, you know, the English Premier League does need Chelsea to be functionable. And, and so I think yeah. that that's why, that's why the, the UK government is, is open to helping Chelsea getting a, a new license and a new owner as soon as possible to make sure that this club continues to thrive. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it's just, I think uh, you're right. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said right now. So I'm, I don't really have anything much more to say. I mean, you literally hit it right on the money. Ha, pun intended. Ha, ha, ha. Once again, I am not saying that that Chelsea or the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> of the English Premier League. Okay, that I, I, I'm God saying for, like again. I'm, I, no, I didn't. I know that I agree with you on that too. They're not Dallas Cowboys. It's just they're they're that that one one of those. Um, I guess you'd call it like the team that brings in money as for fans, seats, like um, merchandising, all kinds of stuff. Um, because they're actually one of the top tiers in EPL. Exactly. All right. So the last headline, and it is the Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or has decided to make some changes to better improve the Ballon d'Or. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Care to explain, sir? Well, you know, people. A lot of people were complaining about that the Ballon d'Or was rigged. It was full of shit. You know, how do you fucking give it a Messi? You know, after. The crazy year that Robert Lewandowski had the previous season, well, not previous season, the previous year, because obviously they they judge it off a year, um, and you know I guess they just everyone gave so much back. I'll, I'll, I'll just say this: the fact that the Bondor finally got bullied enough to finally start changing how things are ran with the the, the trope, the award, after so many years of people complaining about who wins these trophies. Not named Messi or Ronaldo. Uh, ironically enough, the, the previous one is the reason why everyone complained so much about because it, it was Messi. But um, 
But yeah, it gets like let's let's be honest. It there there was some times where maybe you felt that maybe Cristiano Ronaldo or maybe Messi weren't the best player of the year. Um, you felt like there was a lot of bias into some, especially with the previous Ballon d'Or, because once again, I don't know how the hell you you pick Messi over Robert Lewandowski, but clearly there was some bias that came into play for that one, or for that one to happen, but. France football are looking to make some changes uh, and it's going to start off with the calendar will be based on the season, not the year. So the award will no longer be based off the, that, that actual calendar year. So for instance, in 2022, it will be judging off the 2021-2022 season. So that season with Wait, I think I'm off here. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2024, 2022 season. So it's going to be judged off the season, not the year. So essentially, the year would start in August when the season normally, most, you know, soccer seasons start and would end in, in May or June, depending on how, how long your season is going, whether or not you go to the Champions League or not, depending on, on your team. But so that's, that's one of the changes. I will say this I like this. One, I like this one so far. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, some people have some rough starts to the season. Some people have some rough ends to like the season. But the fact that a player is doing all this in a year, and like also because, I mean, think about it, some of the trophies that are not being won in that year. So that's like, a, that's also a factor that people, you know, obviously how the team, how the, how the player's team is performing is a factor into how they do this voting process. So I think that, you know, Ba- judging it off the season, not the calendar year, is honestly a good idea. So I'm actually for it um, for that one. Edward, how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, it's just um, I, I I don't know. I've always had my my hearsay. I mean, you you know you know how I felt about this last Ballon d'Or. Even we both agreed Robert Lewandowski should have won it. Uh, even Messi said, you know, hey, Lewandowski, you know, uh, you deserve one too. Like, you know, last year it should have been yours. He even said it. And he meant it. I'm pretty sure he meant it as, hey, you know, you deserve this year as well. But of course, nobody's going to be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and not take this ball on the world. I, honestly, I, I've, if I was Messi, knowing the season that I had, I would have actually been like, look, I really thank everyone for this and everything, but if it's possible, I think this sh- this year, this year should go to Robert Lewandowski and like try to pass it on to him. You know, uh, I just, that would have been my mentality. But, um, you know, I think maybe this new criteria might actually benefit um, the actual the actual way uh, to do things, to do the voting, to do everything, basically. Also, another um, factor in with this is that, you know, if you're one part, one half of the season, you may be playing with one club. The other half, you may have been transferred over the summer. So, I mean, especially when you're getting adjusted with a new club, a new league, you know, there, there's there's some time that you need to be, there's an adjustment period for, for players. Not saying all. I mean, obviously, if you're a different breed, you're just a different breed. but that's also a fact that that can also hinder some of these guys when it comes to the process. 
So I do like that they're judging off the season and not the actual year. Um, so that's that, that's my takeaway for that one. Uh, the next thing is a Ballon d'Or ambassador will help in the voting process. I believe for the men, it's going to be Didier Drogba, who will be the ambassador, which I don't know. I don't think he's ever won the Ballon d'Or. Um, no, I think he was a runner-up, I think, at one, at one point. Well, he's, I he, want to say. Well, he, he's going to be helping out in the process, with the voting process. So hopefully, because, you know, one of, the, one of the things I do have an issue with is that you have journalists picking the Ballon d'Or winner when I feel, and this is how I feel with like Hall of Fames too, with, with in sports, you know, having writers decide who, what athlete is deemed worthy of the Hall of Fame. I feel like, you know, a Hall of Famer should probably have a better idea on who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But that's just me. So having a, at least a player that understands the, the process, the grind, the hustle, what it, what it takes to be the top player in the world will help at least give them a better, give these voters a better perspective of what it really takes to be the, you know, the, one of the best players in the world. And the new hierarchy for criteria has also changed. Um, so this is now the, the higher, the criteria hierarchy. And number one, it's the individual's performance. It's pretty straightforward. If they're, do, if they're playing well, obviously, then that's a good thing. Number two, right, right. Collective performance and record accumulated. So how your team has performed and it has any, any awards been given in, you know, from that team. So how the, the individual performance has helped the collective performance, which makes sense. If you're doing well and your team's doing well, then yeah, you definitely deserve to be looked at. And the last one, and this is the one that I kind of feel a little bit weird by, the class of the player and fair play. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming, oh, he plays in La Liga. Yeah. He plays in the English Premier League. You know, so like, what's his, what necessarily is the competition that this player is facing? So I, I assume that that's what they're factoring in on that one for the class of player or fair play. So I mean, I think for class of player, uh, I was actually going to make a joke about it. I was like, maybe they're going to go off of uh, their star system off of uh, FIFA. <laughs> like, oh yeah, his skill level is a five star, you know? like or like he's a eighty nine overall in the video game, or like said, or like eighty five, you know, eighty five being the lowest. And then, like, I, that kind of stuff. And just like you said, you know, depending on the game that they play it. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that, let's say, um, for example, um, Benzema has a higher chance of winning it than... Um, what can I use as an example? Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, so... Depending on this, uh, Benzema has a higher chance of winning it over like Cavani, you know? Okay. Okay. So Cavani is a hell of a player. He's a hell of a goal scorer. He's, he's a hell of a forward. He, he's, he's a badass, you know? Uh, but Benzema has done more for Real Madrid than he, than Cavani has done for Manchester United, but they're both in a high tier, uh, teams. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like Benzema has a higher chance of winning it, not just because he's in La Liga, but because he's actually shown 
the class of player that he is, Cavani, I'm not saying he's classless, but it's more of like he, like for example, he hasn't scored the hat trick like Ronaldo has. He hasn't had enough playing time to show it. So I think you would be the safe bet to say out of those two, Benzema would be the clear choice. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. I totally agree with that. And, I'm, and, I, and like I said, I'm not talking about to Cavani. Cavani is a hell of a striker. Um, and I, I just, you know, like I said, he just has shown more this season and as individual as well. No, yeah, I, I, I agree with that one. Uh, another thing that, ha- that, that the, that France football wanted to reiterate is that players' careers will no longer be a factor. So they're going to take away the bias of a player's career. So I, and this is where I kind of, I think that one of the reasons why they voted Messi in for the, for the last ball in the world is because of the fact that it's Messi. His career. Yeah. It's Messi. He's a legend. You know, he's, I don't know how many times he's won the ball in the world. Maybe, what, like seven times now? Um, it's like six or seven times already. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, him and Ronaldo, just Jesus Christ! It, it used to be. Five, big, I think Ronaldo has five, and now Messi, Messi has like seven. six or seven. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, it, it used to be such a big deal to win the Ballon d'Or because of how, you know, it's it's hard to like constantly be winning it because there's so many good players out there, and then Messi yeah. and Ronaldo just kind of ruined it for everybody. Um, Messi in particular, think about it. Messi won it like three times in a row. Because, I mean, I'll be honest, like, Messi at that point, he was on fucking point. Like, he was the one that was carrying the team. And it just got to the and point where he couldn't really do it. Like, he was and those were fucking loaded. Yeah, those were fucking loaded-ass teams. And he would and, just and pull I, goals and I, and out I of I totally his, get that. But let's face it, the last, the last ball in the door, uh, there's no way. Uh, there's no fucking way. There was no way. I, I think, and, and I think that was the controversy that made them do this. Because everybody was like, no, this is wrong. What is going on? Lewandowski should have won it. Everybody, everybody was saying that Lewandowski should have won it. There was a lot of shit on Twitter. There was a lot of shit on Instagram. There was a lot. And even, even I'm pretty, like I said, I'm pretty sure Messi understood that. Of course, he was like, oh, I'm honored to get the Ballon d'Or. But he knew in his heart that he was like, I did my best and everything. But Lewandowski outdid me this season. I'm pretty sure he knew that. Exactly. And I agree with that. So I'm glad that that they are at least re- letting people know they're not going to look at players' careers. They're only going to look at the season, and, and as they should be. And, and they re- they just want to let everybody know and make the statement was that Bellinor will now be an open competition, which I'm pretty sure was supposed to be an open competition. Um, I don't know, I don't know what cha- what changed, but but hopefully. All this is going to help that make sure that the ball in the world, first of all, whoever wins the ball in the world deserves to be the ball in the world winner. Um, I think we, we stop caring about who wins the ball in the world after we realize that they're just going to find ways to, to, to give it to Messi or Ronaldo. And, um, and it was crazy to think because, you know, Ronaldo didn't necessarily have a great, a great year last year. And you definitely could say Messi did not have a great year last year. But in some way, even and and I'll be honest, Lewandowski didn't have a great year, like compared to like the the year he had before, where he should have won in twenty twenty. But you look at it and you're like, it, it has to be Robert Lewandowski. There's no way you don't give it to Robert Lewandowski. He was by far the best player in that group. I mean, you you make an argument for Mohamed Salah. You can make an argument for Mendy. Uh, 
Jorginho, the fact that he was part of a Champions League team and team that won the Euro, definitely would have solidified his argument for that one. But, you know, obviously, you know, everyone thought it's going to be Lewandowski. And it wasn't Lewandowski, it was Messi. So a lot of people felt... I mean, dude, he was because of his Lewandowski that season, though. Last season, that dude was like a goal-scoring machine. He was was a popping assist as well. Um, no, yeah, I agree. I mean, he was scoring goals. I mean, he it wasn't twenty twenty Robert Lewandowski, but he was definitely still at his own his own level. Like, exactly, no, and no then, one was near him. And then that's the thing. It was more of like I think he should have won it this year because he stayed consistent to what he did the previous season. Messi had, was having that. that roller. Messi was having that roller coaster shit where it was just going down. Then you have like a decent one that got down. Ronaldo, same thing. He was like having bad games. He was, he wasn't like consistent uh, as well. I mean, think about it. It, it. When Lewandowski got injured, it showed how much. Okay, Bayern Munich still stacked, but when Lewandowski came back, it was like holy shit. Okay, now we see. Okay, this is how you can tell the difference between Lewandowski and like uh, Mueller when he was playing that 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 nine position or um, fuck, who can I use? Um, when, like, you know, you could tell that Lewandowski is just like, dude, that dude would just swing that shot from the outside of the box and just, it's like, okay, hey, it's going to go in. Like, that, he was already walking, he was already celebrating. Like, it was like, you could tell the, the difference of chemistry of how much, as soon as Lewandowski would come in, everybody was like, okay, we know what's going to happen here. That they're his own teammates, but his own teammates also carry their own weight. So it's like, even though Lewandowski is around a stacked team, he can carry the team by himself in the front lines. Like he is that attacking beast where he can just score. Like it is like, I mean, I I can't. I, that's what I'm saying. Like he kept that same that same fire that he kept it. He kept it consistent from one season to the next season. And that's hard to do. You know you can't mm-hmm. just keep going up, up, and up. Like I said, Messi back then, he was doing it. He was going up, up, and up, and then just kind of like hit that that pave and then like that line of straight, and then finally started going down. It's understandable, especially with age, especially if you use like Xavi and Iniesta, you lose them. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna feel it. Um, Ronaldo, same thing. You know, like he was going up, up, and up. It was going up, up, and then just kind of flat line and just went back down. Um, it was like roller coaster. But with Lewandowski, it's like you don't really see too much because he's in a stack team, but it's like up, up, and up, and then consistent, consistent, consistent. And it was like, I haven't seen a bad season from Lewandowski at all. Like from the longest time, from where he was in Borussia. From no, yeah. when he was I mean, in, there's one thing he's Bayern. consistent as hell. That's, that is for sure. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully the Ballon d'Or finally goes back to being one of the most uh, highly touted, highly respected awards because I feel like it's kind of fell off now recently. Yeah. But hopefully it could get back to it and, and give the, the proper players respect. And obviously the players that you and me would be thinking of, you know, a Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, um, Amendi. I mean, Amendi's having a terrific year as a goalkeeper. Maybe we will see a goalkeeper finally. Acknowledged for probably not, but you know, I feel like giving a more fair opportunity for players that do deserve it 
And, and I, like I like I said, one of the things that did that did not sit well with me was the fact that Muhammad Salah wasn't even top five. Um, which is crazy to think because Muhammad Salah definitely was a great player last season as well. Last year as well. I, I, I'm getting. I mean, we're gonna start saying season because you know obviously that's what they're gonna judge off of. But hopefully, we'll see a better a better process with the with the ball in the or hopefully, you know, only time will tell. So hopefully by, you know, December, you know, cause that's when, that's when they do the ball in the or ceremony. We'll find out who, who, uh, if they really got it right this time. Oh. All right. Edward, it is debate time. I don't know why I said it like that, but here we are. We're at, it's debate mm-hmm. time. This debate is brought to you by our clothing store at Bonfire. That is correct. We do have a clothing store. I mean, I don't know how many times I got to say this, but we got a clothing store. If you guys check the link on our Instagram or, or Twitter, um, there is it's a link tree. Literally, the first thing that pops up on the link tree is the Instagram name FC clothing store. We, we get it. We don't have the most illustrious designs right now for our clothes, but maybe if you help us out on the finances, we can, we can definitely give you guys some better designs so we, we can you know give you some, some better swag. But for right now, this is what we got. So go ahead and uh, check out our, our clothing store over by our, our great partners at Bonfire. Uh, not only did, are we are we on Bonfire, but also everybody that's in Belly of Sports has a Bonfire um, clothing store. So thank you once again to Bonfire for providing us with a clothing store. All right. So this debate topic is surrounding PSG. So if you guys don't know, uh, PSG was eliminated in the Champions League round of 16 against a very old Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, know, you have, a, there's a few young players, but shoot, I just realized Casemiro's 30. Um, I didn't, I didn't realize Casemiro was that up in age. Um, I thought he was at least like 27, uh, but I was wrong on that one. Um, uh, Lucas Vasquez. Yeah, he's up there too. He's up there too. I think he's like 29 to 30 as well. Yeah, he's up there. Or, um, up. I know Carvajal's up there because me and him are the same age. Um, nah, Carvajal, Carvajal, that dude there, he basically showed Mbappe. Basically, as soon as he was just checking him, Mbappe really didn't do too much. Which, which is great to know that, that us us 30-year-olds are still doing it well. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> he was playing dirty. That's what it was. Well, you know what? You do what you got to do. But anyway, so... They were eliminated by Real Madrid when they were up two to nothing in aggregate. I know when people see two to nothing, it's like wasn't the score three to one? No, I mean in on aggregate they were up two to nothing, and then they let basically one of the be- biggest meltdowns I've seen since well PSG uh, <laughs> against Barcelona. Um, Jesus Christ, what's with them in Spanish teams? <laughs> like you, you have like a comfortable lead, and then bam, you just have this meltdown happen. And like the worst, I mean, it's still not PSG Barcelona. That, oh my God, what a meltdown that was. But <laughs> that was insane. Um, well, but my thing is like, when it happened, it was, I think their meltdown happened um, when Donnarumma did that stupid, stupid play. Like, I honestly don't think he should have started. I honestly thought Kaylor Navas was the one that to start. Um, thanks. thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you, you know I'm a Keller Nowas fan, so I know, but it's I mean I'm speaking my truth. 
Um, yeah, I don't really feel like it's but we're, we're, we're part of the Keller Navas fan club, so. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, and I, I mean, I, I was having up in a room. I was excited, but for him to do such a mistake like that, uh, of course. And then, and, and I, as soon as that happened, the defense fell off. The defense even felt it, and then it was nothing but mistakes. Like I was just like, man, this dude's here. Yeah, so so literally up to nothing, and then a a Kareem Benzema hat trick seals them away from once again just unable to to get close to a Champions League. They haven't gotten close since the Champions League in 2020. Some people may may value that as a as a Mickey Mouse Champions League now. Um, sorry, Bayern Munich, but kind of is. Um, but anyways, um, yeah. After that, that that elimination, I mean, P- President of PSG, uh, Al-Khalifi, uh, he actually had an outburst. He actually stormed on. He wanted to speak to the referees. He was, you know, throwing shit, you know, full-on ter- temper tantrum. Um, apparently, Neymar and Donnarumma went at it in, in the locker room. Um, Neymar said that that did not happen, but, I mean, come on, we know Neymar. <laughs> If there's one thing we know about Neymar, he definitely, he definitely make, can make a scene. So, but then again, we don't know. We weren't in the locker room. I mean, Messi's not going to say anything, but, um, but yeah. So once again, unable to make it far in the Champions League, at least in the legitimate Champions League. Uh, no offense, once again to 2020. Uh, but yeah, it, it, once again, you know, PSG they 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 bought all these players, especially. This time around, because of all the players that they ended up going after, they got Donnarumma, they got Messi, they got Sergio Ramos, who I some of you guys may forget is part of PSG now. Um, just sometimes I forget too. And he's my guy. But um, it's just, it's just, you know, there's so much expectations from this PSG team. You bring, you get guys that have. Well, maybe not done in Roma, but you you bring guys that know what it takes to to go far in the Champions League, and you're 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 struggling to try to keep Mbappe. You know, it's more and more looking like Mbappe is going to Real Madrid. Um, you know, Neymar and, and Sergio Ramos are are possibly going to be leaving PSG at the end, of, like letting their contracts expire. Um, Messi, I, I think maybe might leave as well. I'm sure Barcelona will find a way to bring him back. Um. It, it, yeah, it's it, it's been it. You know, there's so much expectations from this PSG team because of the star-studded team. Even though let's face it, a lot of these like no offense to Messi and Sergio Ramos, but they're kind of past their their glory years. Um, if you really think about it, and I think that a lot of the PSG fans are kind of feeling it now too. I think that they're they're tired they're tired of kind of being teased. You know, with these with these big signings and these, you know, these star studded lineups. And, 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 you know, you know, the reality is that you're in, you're in a farmer's league. You're in a league that it's expected for you to win the, the league and you couldn't win the league last year. And, and PSG fans want, want, you know, Al Khalifi out. He wants it. They want him to leave. They want him fired. And in their recent match, even though they won, by the way, I think they won three to nothing against Bordeaux. Every time Neymar or or Messi got the ball, they booed him. They booed yeah, that's true. Messi and Neymar. I mean, I, I get booing Neymar, but they booed Messi. And, and there's actually a little clip of uh, 
of uh, Messi's wife when she when you know she heard the booze and she kind of made this like yikes look because um, it was just huge yikes on that one. Well, the thing is, like, he he used to be the one to show up to the big games, and he's recently, even maybe a year ago, he still he wasn't showing up for the big games, and I think that's where. I guess he thought he would probably reinvent himself at PSG, but he has not. He hasn't pulled a trick out of his magic hat. Um, it just it kind of makes you think that Messi was a one one club player, and that's what made him great. And it, it, he just he just can't carry it on his back anymore. Honestly, like it just it, it's sad to say because. Um, He's a he's a quality player. Like he's he's done so much in his career. Um, I honestly thought he it would have been so badass to see Neymar, Mbappe, and Messi. But it's like, do you, I guess that trident is kind of like you're trying to see which spike is the sharpest, you know? So or which one's gonna get there first? You know, which one's the longest spike? Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, over at Barcelona, you got Dembele assisting Obama. So. I know. I was like, that's like, it is, it's so odd, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, like, you know, it's just, I, I think it, it goes to show that just by having a star-studded team, it's not going to get you, um, you know, it's not like FIFA where, you know, you can have those three and oh my God, you're fucking powerhouse. You got like a five-star front line, but in real life, it doesn't play that way. Because they each have their own brains, like they have their own playing styles. And Mbappe and Neymar can mesh. We've seen that. But it's like if you add like Di Maria and stuff, who Di Maria knows, hey, I am a playmaker. I am an assist. I'm not a one that's actually going to go all in and everything. He'll play like the style that PSG needs him to play. Messi, you're kind of you're kind putting him on the wing like that. You're kind of. You're not letting him do what he needs to do in order to actually strive because you're trying to put Neymar and Mbappe into the limelight. Um, no, I, I see. Was basically I, I, I agree to that, but um, kind of going back to this debate topic though. Um, oh, whoops. No, it's, it's it's all good, man. You're good. Um, no, because I mean you're making a lot of valid points, but like I think obviously everyone's like, well, what the fuck is debate talk? So the debate is <laughs> is um is is. I mean, I, I think I've said the word a few times now, but is PSG having a meltdown? Like, yeah. I, I think that's, and obviously, I don't know about, you know, League One. I think that they're maybe probably doing well in League One, but once again, kind of not trying to, to devalue League, League One, but you're, you're supposed to, if you're a club like PSG, you're, you're kind of supposed to win League One. And when you're looking at the table right now, PSG is, 15 points clear of, of, of first place. Martial, Martial and Nice are both uh, at 50 points each. So you're supposed to win League Gun. Like, if you're PSG, you know, with all the money that you've thrown into this club, yeah, of course you're supposed to win League Gun. That's not the question. That's not what fans are questioning. The fans are questioning, can you win the Champions League? And, and, and so far, you've, you've, you've been close, but no cigar. The closest you've been is on on a on a bubble on a on a bubble Champions League, 
Because, you know, that was when they didn't have fans. That's when there was no away games. You know, you were playing the Champions League. Essentially, it was kind of like a Mickey Mouse trophy. Once again, no offense to Bayern Munich, but it is. Um, and, and PSG couldn't win that one. And, and since then, they haven't really, I mean, yeah, they haven't really been that close to winning an, another Champions League or being close to yeah. getting back to the Champions League. Uh, and, and that's probably more of a testament to like how good the competition is around the world. You know, when you look at the Premier League teams, when you look at the La Liga teams, when you look at the Serie A teams and the and the Bundesliga teams, they're just at a different level compared to to League One. And that's no, I mean, when you're playing against that level every single day, and then you go to Champions League and you're going up against teams that are at a different level because they have. Teams to rival them, you know, like Barcelona has Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid. And Chelsea yeah. has Liverpool, Manchester United, Arsenal at, at times, you know, Tottenham at times, Manchester City, you know, to face off against to continue, you know, iron sharpens iron, if you will, in those cases. Shoot, Bayern Munich has Borussia Dortmund. I mean, and Hoffenheim, that can always, always surprise you. Um, you know, like they, there's still competition there. PSG has no competition, at least in, in our actuality, have no competition in, in League 1. So when you don't have legitimate competition in your own league, no offense to League 1, but you're, you're just not going to get better. And then the only way to get your chance to really sharpen your iron, if you will, is in Champions League. And, and that's like a short, brief period of time that you really get a chance to really sharpen yourself where the club's that are competing in Champions League are pretty sharp and they're just getting even sharper as the tournament progresses. So, I mean, that's also a factor into it. It's just, I just think the idea of PSG winning a Champions League is just, you're not going to be able to when the competition all around you is just so much better because the fact that they compete at a different level than, than you are. Yeah, I know. I, I get you, bro. I mean, uh, yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> um, well, to qu- answer your question, yeah, uh, I think they are going into a meltdown. Yeah, and then like, so, I, like I said, you know, Neymar possibly out, uh, Mbappe possibly out. Mm-hmm. Sergio Ramos, I mean, he's been out, but apparently he's out. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't... I mean, if the opportunity, I, I feel like if the opportunity appears itself, I think Messi would, would definitely jump back at an opportunity to at least make one more run with Barcelona. I don't know if Barcelona really needs him right now, but I think he would definitely love to make one more run with Barcelona, be with Xavi. I think that would entice him enough. Um, if the opportunity is able to appear itself, if not, then maybe go to go play for Inter Miami, since apparently he's been linked there for years now. Because um, apparently Beckham's got the touch. Uh, but I mean, Luis Suarez is supposed to be going to Inter Miami, so I mean, maybe that makes sense. But yeah, I just you know, your big stars are leaving. Uh, you're gonna have to try to, and that's the other thing is like it's not it's it's very difficult to try to get players to go want to play in Liga. The fact yeah. that you can't, you're not gonna be able to keep Mbappe. You honestly like if. And more and more, it's like, man, PSG should have probably taken that offer from Real Madrid. 
they should have probably just taken the transfer offer for Real Madrid last year. Because at least they would have got something out of it instead of, you know, having Mbappe just walk scot-free over to Real Madrid. Or maybe he doesn't go to, you know, maybe Mbappe goes elsewhere, but most likely it's Real Madrid. You know? I think, I think I have an idea of what PSG is trying to do. So, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to at least renew him for one more year. Um, and that way, he's going to be, let's put it this way, I guess they're trying to see if they can get more out of it than just the free transfer fee. You know? Well, it looks like he's getting free transfer over to Real Madrid. So. I know. That's what I'm saying. They don't, they don't mess up. They messed up big time. Like, just, yeah, it's a meltdown. It is a, a huge meltdown for PSG. Um, they're going to compete in League 1. But one, like I said, I don't, they don't, I don't think the PSG fans care too much about League 1 at this point. Like, it's cool to win League 1, yeah. but like, they want a Champions League trophy. They're just not going to get one. <laughs> There's just no, no, I mean, unless PSG wants to give, give another club, so, I mean, maybe Monaco could finally live up to its hype. But I mean, like, that, yeah, that's my chance to, to bash Monaco. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe Monaco can finally do their part of what all the money they put into that club. But, it, you know, as, as long as they don't have a competition in that league, I just don't think they're going to be getting any better. They're not going to have anyone that wants to go to the league. Um, it's just going to be guys that are probably like past their pro- Essentially, PSG has become the MLS of a team. Like, <laughs> Damn. I mean, you got Donna room. It's either you get guys that the money. It's the money. It's gonna be the money. That's the only reason why people are gonna to go to PSG is for the money. Yeah. I mean, Messi. He went for the money. Like, let's not be. Let's not. Let's not try to sugarcoat it. He chose the money. Um, it happens. And, and you know, I get it. PSG. It, there's something alluring about PSG. I I get it. You know, they got the cool uniforms. They got they got Jordan. You know, like it's cool. But like. If you're going, if you're going there thinking that you can compete for a Champions League, you're you're not. You're just not. And I think people are realizing that. The fans are realizing that. And I think that's why they're tired of the of the current president. I think that they're just tired of it, and they want they want something fixed and revamped because you know current the current model isn't working at PSG. So yeah, yeah, PSG is in fact having a meltdown. Weirdly enough, as I'm saying that, as they're 15 points ahead of in first place. And, and but yeah, they're they're having a meltdown because, like I said, they don't care about that. They want the they want the Champions League trophy, and they're now obviously they can't get it this year because you know Kareem Benzema decided to score a hat trick on them. But but yeah, so me and I were both think that PSG is having a meltdown. Um, the the debate topic has been posted on social media, so go ahead and share your thoughts on that post on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Um. If you guys have an idea for a future debate topic, well, you can send post it. On, you can post it on that on that on the post, or you can send us a personal message on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Once again, if we like it, we'll not only give you a shout out on the debate topic when we when we when we discuss it, but we'll also give you a shout out on social media as well. So there is that. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna go get going with game recaps. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. 
Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. there. And we're back. All right, our games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually um, I'm going to Liga MX, and I know, surprise, um, but it's uh, Cruz Azul versus Pumas, where Cruz Azul actually beat Pumas 2-1. to one. And I'll be honest, like it was a spectacular goal. That second goal, it was a freaking badass goal by Juan Escobar on the 70th minute. Um, Cruz Azul had 51% of the possession, and they outshot Pumas 17 shots to 13. And eight of those shots from the 17 were on target. Uh, six of the shots for Pumas were on target out of the 13. So yeah, but, yeah, it was a, it was a good game. It was it was it was good. It was, it was a nice. It was, like I said, that second goal, bro, it was fucking insane. Like it's kind of fun. Um, Two teams that are, that live that literally are in death. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were just talking about it. Is this a sign? Is this a sign? <laughs> Possibly. I but, mean. Uh, <laughs> But uh, bring on, bring on the what, what, los blancos de de DF, de DF, los gallos blancos de DF, los gallos blancos de DF. But yeah, uh, so Hector, what's your game to recap? My game to recap, and I don't care, I don't care. Shut up, let me have this. I don't know how often this is gonna happen this season for me, so let me have it. <laughs> Just let me have it. I All get right. it. Uh, the Houston Dynamo beat the Vancouver Whitecaps two to one. I know I didn't give you the score on the on the timeline. That was how excited I was. No, uh, it's all good. Uh, the Dynamo had fifty nine percent of the possession. The nice. Whitecaps outshot them seventeen to sixteen, but the Dynamo had them at shots on target four to two. And the the thing that makes me so glad about this game is the last two lineups. They had Memo Rodriguez and Darwin Sedan playing in the midfield. And I know I'm a big, I'm a big Memo Rodriguez fan. I know this is a Memo Rodriguez podcast, but uh, he's not performing well. He's not, he's, he, I don't know what happened to him. I, he's, he's just not playing that well. It's, it's, it's pissing me off. And Darwin Sedan, <laughs> good God. I, I, do, I just don't like seeing the man on the field. He's, he's my, he's my Shaka. <laughs> in, in a, oh man. And he's Salvadorian. This hurts me even more. Um, no, nah, he's not. He's not my Shaka. He, he's better than Shaka. But I don't want him on the field. I, I don't want him to start. Is what I'm saying. Uh, he can play off the. He come off the bench. I'm cool with that. But I don't want him starting. So, to taking their spots is the the 30 year old Darwin Quintero, who. I'm surprised hasn't been starting because I don't see anybody that can play that 10 spot like him, uh, even even Memo Rodriguez. And uh, the, the Panamanian Coco Carasquilla, who is currently on loan with the Houston Dynamo, he's a player that I really like. I like how he plays. He's a, I think he's one of those very diverse midfielders. He can play, he can play the six, but he can also play as a dual eight. But he can also be that playmaking 10 that if you want. Like I mean, the guy just can do it all on the field, and I think those two brought in such a different dynamic to the attack for the Dynamo. Now, Sebastian Ferreira hasn't hasn't still hasn't scored a goal yet. Uh, unfortunately, I I think it's gonna come. I just don't think that they have the midfielders to provide him with the the goal scoring opportunities because I think that's what's missing for him. 
Um, I think at this point, he just, just stay in front of goal and just get the rebounds and score. I think that's, he's just going to have to poach at this point. Um, because I don't think he's going to get much service. Just, just being honest. Um, but these two make their start. And weirdly enough, Darwin Quintero finally scores the first two goals for the Houston Dynamo this season and gives the Dynamo their first win of the season, giving Paulo Nagamoro his first win as a MLS coach. Um, so a lot of great, great vibes from that win. They were down actually to, uh, one to nothing and they ended up uh, one to nothing. It's like a down one nothing isn't necessarily, oh my God, look at the comeback. But I mean, it means a lot for the Dynamo. I think it's a big win for them. They needed it. Um, defensively, the Dynamo have actually really impressed me. So I like what I've been seeing from the Houston Dynamo. Um, attack wise is just the only thing that's really been, really been frustrating. Um, but this was a good win. Hopefully they can keep doing this. Uh, you know, I will be at the next Dynamo game this weekend. Uh, nice. They're going to be taking Colorado. Uh, I'll be going there with, with Eric and a few, and, and a few of his friends. So we're going to go there. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to be glad to be back in PNC Stadium and, and watching, watching the Dynamo hopefully get a win against the Colorado Rapids. Oh, yeah. And props to Darwin Quintero because he scored two goals. So yeah, there you go. Crazy. He starts, he starts the game and scores two goals. Who would have thought that would happen? Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad the Dynamo got a win. I was relieved. I mean, Robo saw me screaming like a crazy person. Uh, so he probably was like, he's trying to like, dad, what's going on? Don't, don't, please don't tell him, tell him my dog calls me. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, dad? He's like, probably looking at you right now, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Soccer's not don't even on the field. Like, he's like, he's like, He's like, Papa, don't you love me? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I, I really hope he doesn't. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't look at me as his father. Uh, well, it's better than for him to look at you as his mother. How about his bro? This is his uh, from what I've seen, from what I've seen, what I'm more, like, I'm more like a homie. You're, you're, you're the, you're the dad. I'm just his bro, dude. I am. I, I like. I. I told you this. I hate when people I know, like. I know. I know. That's why I'm egging it on. But uh, yeah. But uh, moving on to the better side of things. All right. But yeah. So. So yeah, two great games. Liga Mekis, MLS. You know, best of both worlds there in in the in the North American region. But we'll move on to players of the week. Edward, who's your player of the week? Uh, my player of the week is, and I think you know this, you knew, you knew it already. I was going to end up picking him, but it is Manchester United's Cristiano Ronaldo, who scored a hat-trick in 3-2 win against Tottenham. And he basically trademarked, you know, he scored a freaking goal with his head, corner kick, last, last, last goal. He was just, he just jumped up in the air and just, his head. And the thing is, uh, I think it was Doherty. Doherty, uh, he ended up like, like, banco. like he kind of got there and he felt him and he just got there stiff and kind of bent over. Or Ronaldo stayed up in the air. And I mean, anybody else, I think, would have flipped and just missed the ball and it would have probably called a penalty or something or maybe not. But Ronaldo kind of stayed up there and he still hit it and he was still kind of like there. And then finally, when he was getting on the ground, that's when he fell and he just got back up and celebrated. But it was a it was a it was a hell of a last goal that he scored. 
I mean, not only oh, Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo win the game for Manchester United by scoring a hat trick, but apparently also talked Tom Brady into coming back out of retirement. So oh, yeah, <laughs> everybody was like, everybody was like, uh, everybody was making fun of him like, last month. Oh yeah, Tom Brady said, "Oh, uh, time with my wife and kids." He goes sees Cristiano Ronaldo, and then he comes back. He's like, oh, "I'm coming out of retirement." <laughs> he got, he got, he, Ronaldo has that fucking charm. Apparently. He's like, come I mean, on, man. He's like, talk. you can do it. You he can gave, do it too. He gave his kid a jersey, you know, gave, gave uh, Tom Brady's kid a jersey, the, the jersey he wore from the hat trick game. Oh. So, bro. you know, so you got, yeah, he gave him the jersey. So Tom Brady's like, he's like, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. Mind you. Yeah. I mean, okay, Tom Brady does have a very crazy uh, regimen to keep him at, at I mean, Let's face it, Tom Brady could probably still be playing. Like, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I mean, the guy... He's, you know, dude, that dude, dude could still throw that, that flea flicker, that Hail Mary yeah. pass. He, he can still throw it. So, I mean, bullet. He could throw a bullet. So, so I, maybe, maybe Ronaldo told him, man, fuck these kids and just... <laughs> fuck, yeah. these, fuck these young players, man. Go back out there. Keep doing it. Yeah, pretty much. So He's like, if I could do it against these guys, like... Like, I mean, I, I will say Ronaldo wants to play until he's forty, and I and I and I, I honestly believe it. Like I honestly yeah, do believe yeah. the guy can still be playing at forty, bro. Like honestly, he's doing it. He's popping off. So shit. So yeah. So let's. I'm, so I'm, yeah. I'm over here fucking struggling. I'm over here fucking struggling with Swiss. Fuck. So right like, not only, not only does, does Cristiano Ronaldo get Edwards Player of the Week, but it also scores a hat trick. Gives Manchester United a, a very needed win where Harry Maguire was even trying to get him to lose this game. Um, oh yeah! Oh geez, man. <laughs> and 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 then and then hits the trifecta by getting Tom Brady to come out of retirement. So what what hell, what a, what a, what the what a hell of a weekend for Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> to to have. So yeah, yeah. Uh, good pick, Edward. Mm-hmm. What about you? Who's your uh, who's your uh, player of the week? So essentially, kind of. Taking over Cristiano Ronaldo's responsibilities over at Juventus, I have Alvaro Morata, who scores two goals in Juventus's 3-1 win against Sampdoria, continuing that undefeated streak that Juventus has built up, I'm guessing since the January transfer window. Um, I can't really tell you when. But they have been killing it. Vlahovic has kind of looked look like what they've hoped he was going to be at times. Yeah, I mean... Juventus right now is playing in all cylinders, and and you got to say definitely Morata's been that that player up front for them. Um, will Juventus commit to to Morata? Who knows? But he's doing it well for him right now. Yep, exactly. Once again, I'm not sure if they will commit. Morata is like the guy that no one wants to commit to. They like him, but no one wants to commit to him. <laughs> Nobody wants to commit. Chelsea tried to commit to him and it, that didn't pan out. Um, wow. They went to Juventus, kills it in Juventus, but Juventus doesn't want to commit to him. Real Madrid doesn't want to commit you know, to him. Atletico Madrid, the, yeah. Atletico Madrid tra- gets a transfer for him and then sends him out on loan. <laughs> no, but look, 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 let me tell you something. If you look at it closely, it's kind of like following Fernando Torres' uh, little line. Except instead of, instead of, uh, uh, um, going to Liverpool is Juventus. So in a way, Morata's Liverpool is Juventus because that's where he's shining. The only difference is Real Madrid. But 
Otherwise, it's Atletico and Chelsea. And you got to think about it. Nino Torres was Atletico and Liverpool and Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea was such a terrible idea for him. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like he, he's following that pattern. So it, it's, it's pretty cool. But at the same time, it's like, you know, at least he's found himself in Juventus. Yeah, now Fernando Torres is, is yoked and apparently coaching the youth in, in Atletico Madrid. Yeah, that dude's fucking swole, bro. Fuck. So, yeah, so congratulations to Cristiano Ronaldo and Alvaro Morata for being our players of the week. Yes, sir. All right, so we do have some games coming up this weekend um, that we think you guys should definitely keep a, a close eye on. We'll start things off with the MLS, and we'll have Austin FC, who's done really well this early in the season, taking on the Seattle Sounders, who came off a huge win against the LA Galaxy. A really great battle over there, but we'll see what Austin FC can if Austin FC could keep this form against the Seattle Sounders. And we have the New York Red Bulls taking on the Columbus Crew. The Columbus Crew is the only team, one of the few teams that are still undefeated in the MLS. I mean, it's only been, I don't know, like four games now. So three games now. I mean, it's not like, oh my God, they're still undefeated. You know, it's not, not like that. But I mean, still, they, they, they have yet to have lost a match. So it's, it's still pretty big. So we'll see what the Red Bulls have in store for the Columbus Crew. The crew looking like how they should have been. Uh, not like the way they looked last year, but kind of look how they how I thought they were going to be last year. So, so there is that. That's who, the two games I think would be interesting in the MLS. Yes, sir. In Liga Mekis, we have the rivalry in Monterrey. Tigres taking on Monterrey. Uh, I forgot mm-hmm. the name of the rivalry. And it was Monterrey Montano. There we go. Yes. How is it that I know? I guess I've been watching a lot of Liga Mekis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tigres versus Monterrey. I'm telling y'all, you had a Super Classico, which was a no-no draw. Um, but, you know, these, these rivalry games, man, they, it's a whole different level, man. Um, and then the next game is a, the team that Edward said that they were going to find themselves back into the playoff discussion and are currently sitting in first place, I believe, Pachuca. Taking mm-hmm. on Cruz Azul. That's going to be a good one. Cruz Azul is coming off a, a win, you know, um, against... Pachuca coming the, off the destroying Toluca. Yeah, so, I mean, there's two winners. We'll see what happens, bro. So, yeah, so some really good games in Liga MX. In Liga, we have Nantes taking on Lille. And uh, maybe the future future rivalry for PSG, Monaco versus PSG. Maybe, perhaps, probably not. Um, probably not. <laughs> you know, I forgot they have money. I forgot Monaco has money. They just don't use it. Just, apparently, <laughs> apparently, they just don't use it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, there you go. That's League Un. In Syria, we have Inter Milan taking taking on Fiorentina, and I mean. There's not many games to keep an eye on, but I mean, you have the undefeated streak going, so Juventus taking on Salernitana to see if they can continue their undefeated streak. Mm. Obviously, if you're ever, you're hoping that that streak continues. Yep. <laughs> In the Bundesliga, you have RB Leipzig taking on Eintracht Frankfurt. I think that's going to be a really good game. 
in my opinion. I think that's going to be a good one. And the other game being Wolfsburg versus Bayer Leverkusen. Which um, I think yeah. both, all, both of these games are going to be really good. Yeah, it's going to be hard to choose a winner out of those two, out of those two matches. Uh, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I tried Frankfurt was actually uh, doing a, it's in a good run right now. And Leipzig's a good team altogether. Uh, since since we're Jesse Marsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, since since Jesse Marsh. <laughs> they really flipped the switch here, guys. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That hurts. Yeah. We, we laughed to rest the pain. Exactly. In La Liga, we have Sevilla taking on Real Sociedad. All right. And this, this is going to hurt Edward a little oh, bit. Oh, son of a bitch. We have a singing band this weekend. You want you want rivalries. This is the rivalry El Clasico of Real Madrid taking on Barcelona, but I think this is going to be a little bit different because uh, Barcelona doesn't look like shit. So, so I'm, but the thing is, you got Benzema who's like top TikTok form, and you got Modric who you can feed him the ball. Modric looks um, like he's still 25. It's just... Um, bro, <laughs> when he stopped Messi in the PSG game, I was just like, yeah, someone gives this guy a fucking cookie because this dude earned it. I was like, I mean, you can't damn, hate bro. Ma- you know, I forgot. No, you, you can't. Know, when, when we were yeah. listing guys that you can't hate, I think Ma- we forgot about Modric. Yeah, we did. You can't hate Modric. Yeah, you can. Like, they, 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 that dude hustled hard and just poked the ball away from Messi. Messi just... I was like, Oh God! So, yeah. so I think this is going to be a different, a different classical. Um, it's going to be a good one. I mean, it's a classical. It's always going to be good. But uh, hopefully, hopefully Real Madrid prevails because I'm, I'm looking to, I'm looking to sweep La Liga. Spencer swept the English Premier League. I need to sweep La Liga. So uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> And Edward is just. Edward at this point owes a lot of songs. <laughs> that's oh, all I got to say. Yeah, that's all I got at this point. But yeah, so El Clasico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona. We can't wait. Once again, it's a different Barcelona this time around. So, I mean, you know, things could be a little bit differently. Hopefully, it's just, a little, just, just a, little a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. In the English Premier League, we got Aston Villa taking on Arsenal and Tottenham versus West Ham United. Uh, there's a lot of postponed uh-huh. matches. I I think that I think it has to do with the FA Cup. I can't really tell you precisely, but I think it's mainly because of the FA Cup. But I'm, I'm I'm completely wrong as I said. Let me double check. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just double check before the, like I eat my words. English eat Premier your words. English to Spanish. English Premier League. Um, uh, there's a lot of games happening in like within this like span because I know like. Arsenal has to play Liverpool in, on Wednesday. It's, that sounds god-awful. Um, oh, no, this Wednesday. Shoot. Yeah, so a lot of matches are postponed. I don't know why. That's weird. Yeah, a lot of games are postponed for some odd reason. I don't know. Uh, don't know. Does it explain why it's postponed? No, no, no apparent reason. Let me see. Manchester City. Uh, yeah, because they have F. Yeah, because they have FA Cup. So I was right. Just, just wanted to make sure I was right. But yeah, <laughs> so obviously 
Arsenal isn't in the FA Cup because they got eliminated by Nottingham Forest. So they're, they got a match going with Aston Villa and Tottenham will be taking on West Ham United. So those are the games that are going to be that you guys should keep an eye on for the Premier League. Uh, all games should be, I mean, there's a lot of games that you should be watching, but as long as you're watching soccer, that's all that really matters. But I think that those games will definitely be a good, uh, good thing for you guys to check out. So we're going to go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash insertnamefcpodcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we're back. All right. Three up, three down. Color combinations. It's pretty broad. I mean, Edward Spencer kept asking me, like, like what in what concept it's like really it's up for you I try to keep these broad as hell because you know just to see where everybody goes in these directions but we'll start things off with Spencer as always and Edward do you want me to go first or you want to go first I'll go first okay alright for for Spencer's number for three down at number three he has any combo of dark hues with no light brings my mood down and creates isolation damn that got pretty deep pretty quick. Yeah, yeah that's Spencer. Spencer's a, yeah. a pretty deep guy. Yeah. But he's got a good point, though. Like, sometimes, like, I try to avoid wearing black on black, personally. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I, I think it's because I try not to, like, overmatch. That's True. just me. Just, literally just me. I'm just weird. But, yeah. Uh, so, that is number three. Uh, number two. All white, anything, it just feels so sterile. So don't go too dark, but also don't go too white. <laughs> yeah, right. This is what Spencer is saying. Yeah. Sterile. <laughs> um, number one, any combo of super bright neon colors hurts my brain. And use the emotion. Damn. That's actually a pretty good point. Uh, Kelsey... Kelsey has stated this as well. And uh, when we were doing the, the, the three up, three down on the MLS jerseys, oh, which is right. the reason why he didn't like the, the, the Charlotte, not the Charlotte, Nashville, Nashville's jersey was because it was just like this super bright neon color that he didn't like it. So, mm. so yeah. So, everyone, what's your three down? All right. So, my three down is. Um, Number three, I guess I would say like uh, blue and black. Like if you were like, I don't know what, I don't know why, but it's like if you were like those black jeans with a blue shirt, but like that royal blue or like that navy blue, because it tricks people. Sometimes like I guess with the same thing with Spencer, it's kind of like some people are like, oh, is that blue? It's like, no, it's black. And it's like, no, it's blue. And they're like, it just starts something completely dumb. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and then my number two is actually um, <laughs> this goes back to like it's like my childhood uh, Barney, like purple and green. Ugh, that's, <laughs> I mean that that just that just goes to show you like man, no, 
And you really didn't like Barney. Yeah, I was. I mean, I liked Barney. I just didn't like the the color scheme. Like after you grow up, you see the colors and you're just like, oh, it's kind of, you know. And then uh, my number one is, uh, and this is a really odd color, but it just it just kind of reminds me of like medicine and throw up, but like a like a lightish green with purple, like the. The purple of like a GameCube controller. Mm. Have you ever seen that combo? Because it's really rare, and but it's not good at all. What color combination? Uh, like a like a light green. Uh, I guess you could say like the grass green with the purple GameCube controller, like that purple, but like on on somebody wearing it. So green and purple. Like yeah. It just it doesn't go, bro. Like it just uh Okay. Thinking about it, I just feel kinda of, Okay. Uh, those are my three down. That's for three down. Alright. Uh and for number three, I have um I'm I'ma go with um brown and yellow. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Which it sounds weird because I do like the, because uh, that's like the San Diego Padres. Yeah. So I like that. I mean, it's funny. I like that 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 look for them, but it, I I just think certain certain things certain things can't pull it off, and it's not a, a color scheme that's always going to work together. Um, right, right. So I mean, it, it has it worked? Yeah, but I mean, but there's also accents. But if it's just brown and yellow, I don't think it's going to gonna look good so so there's that's my number three number two um honestly i think turquoise anything with turquoise is it's just like a really hard combination i, I don't know turquoise turquoise is such like a it's a cool color but i just don't think it it, it, it works with many with many uh with, with much so because it just pops out so it's like you can't have anything bright with it. I mean, maybe something a little bit darker tone, but I just, I don't know. I think turquoise is such a, a, a very like eye catching color that it just kind of like takes away from anything it's, it's combined with. So just anything with turquoise. That's true. That color is kind of weird. And then my number one, and uh, <laughs> this is going to, this is going to piss off a lot of my friends that are, that are in this sorority. Um, I believe the sorority is Alpha Kappa Alpha. I could be wrong on that. Uh, it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a black sorority. Uh, it's, it's like in, so over at, obviously, cause I, I went to a historical black college in Texas Southern. Um, I believe it's Alpha Kappa Alpha. I think that's what they were. But anyways, yeah, it's Alpha Kappa Alpha. Um, their color scheme is green and pink. And, and I have I have some some friends some classmates that that obviously are Alpha Kappa Alphas, and, and I've said it to them like I'm not really a big fan of this color scheme. I I, I like that you you know it, they went for it, but it just I don't think green and pink um, is a good combination. So, 
So when I saw that, I was like, it's like I never, it, it's like the two colors that I never thought pairing together. And so I think because of the fact that I never actually thought about that being a pair, and when I saw it like actually paired together, I was like, oh God. And so, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I would say pink and green is definitely my number one. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's my three down. Going back to Spencer for his three up. Gray and white for when I'm feeling sophisticated. Laugh my ass off. <laughs> Look, I will say this: like, if you're a if you're a suit guy, or you're trying to become a suit guy, a gray suit is a must-have. Yeah, just gonna state that. Like when it comes to suits, I will say, obviously black. You need a black suit. Uh, a blue suit, and some type of gray. Now I don't have a gray suit. I have a charcoal suit, which is kind of—I mean, it's kind of black, but also kind of gray. But yeah, I would definitely look. But that's probably going to be next time. I like the next time I buy another suit, I'm probably going to end up getting a gray one. But yeah, there. Yeah, Spencer has a point about the gray. About gray, gray is a definitely a very sophisticated color. So I, I stand with Spencer on that one. Anything there, Edward? No, I agree with him. Okay. Number two, black and crimson for power and strength when making a statement. Okay. Look, Spencer, you're an Alabama fan. It's okay. You can just say it. You, you like Alabama. You know, roll tide. We, we get it. I mean, he's, got, he's not wrong. It's a, it's a good color combination. But, <laughs> you know, we know, we know you love the crimson tide, so. Is it is it wrong that every time I say crimson, I always want to say the crimson chin? Mm-hmm. And especially in the voice of, especially in the voice of, it's time for the crimson chin, or here comes the crimson chin. You know, I, before uh, before we get back on this list, um, have you seen that 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 uh, I I think is Paramount is Paramount the one that has Nickelodeon? Uh, yes. That they're doing kind of like a live action, fairly odd parents, kind of live action. It's kind of it's CGI. The you know Cosmo and Wanda are CGI, but like, but like the kids are like live action. Well, that just tells me everything. <laughs> On that one, the silence just tells me everything right there. Edward. All right. So everyone's speech is there. All right, continuing on. All right, continuing on. Um, uh, Number one, Spencer has indigo, violet, purple, and black for elegance and wisdom. Well, Spencer, okay. He has a good point. those, Those colors do tend to look really good with black. So I agree with that one. All right, Edward. Uh, all right, Edward. <laughs> all right, Edward. What's your what's your what's your three? Is your three up? Um. So my three up is actually, um, my three up. Okay. So number three would be, uh, 
I would say, um, I guess a light color and a dark color. So I guess like uh, blue and white, you know, like, you know, it's okay. pretty cool. Or any, any color with white, really, like black, white, red, white, like, I think they, they go, I mean, you're wearing the, the white Spanish jersey, so, you know, you know. Um, so my number two would actually be Spider-Man, red and, red and blue. Okay. My number two. And then my number one, I think you know where I'm going with this, is Deadpool, red and black. All uh, right. You went full superheroes on that one? Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, for me, number three, uh, black and red. I think it, it, uh, just, it goes with everything. I mean, yeah, I always got a black and red shirt. Uh, I, I've been trying to avoid getting black and red shirts because, like, I've realized I have a lot. And it's kind of ironic because the, you know, the, it, the colors of insert name FC is black and red in a way. So I tried my best on that, on that one, but didn't do necessarily a good job. But anyways, um, but yeah, so yeah, number three is black, black and red. Uh, number two, uh, Carol, uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm actually gonna say this like, uh, Carolina blue or some sort of powder blue with white and, and specifically on a car. More like a, cla- okay, more, more like a, a classic car. I think it looks amazing. I think it's a really good color combination to have like, like, you know, like have like a powder blue, uh, like exterior and then like the inside be white, even though I'd be super paranoid with, with a white interior. But I think that that's like a clean classic look for a car. Especially if you're like, like, say, if you were like to do, I don't know, like a '67 Mustang, that'd be pretty badass. I think a pretty badass color scheme for if someone wanted to like do a Mustang as a project car. I don't know about you, Edward, on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, you know me, I would go with the import. So yeah, I know. But yeah, so that is, uh, so that's uh, my number two, and my number one. Um, I think it's just because like. Yin and Yang, so black and white. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I think it's a pretty good color combination. It's pretty safe. So, yeah, Yin and Yang. Yeah, so I, I actually do like black and white. I think it's a, it's a really good color combination. But yeah, so that is three up, three down, and that is the show. We want to give a shout out to Belly Up, the Belly Up Podcast Network. Make sure you guys check them out at www.bellyosports.com. Uh, be on, you know, see all the great articles that have been written. As actually a matter of fact, shout out to James Kim. He just wrote an article about how Cristiano Ronaldo talked Tom Brady out of retire out of retirement. So mm-hmm. there's that. Um, shout out to the Belly Up Podcast. Now. I mean, oh, oh sheesh. Woo, okay. Uh, shout out to, to the Burns Radio and Belly Up TV. Um, thanks you, thank you to Tiki Live for providing us with the the media outlet that we have with for 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 the radio and for the TV channel. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media. Once again, at Belly Up Media, they'll let you know who's who's live on the on the TV channel and of course on the radio network. So make sure you guys go ahead and follow them. Once again, at Belly Up Media. Also, shout out to Alejandro Gomez and the company A&G Graphics for the creation of the Insert Name FC logo. 
We love the logo. Edward loves the logo. Spencer loves the logo. We all love the logo. Yep. So go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. She hooked us up. Let her hook you uh She hooked us up. Let her hook you up too. And of course, shout out to our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, our beat maker, our, our, the guy that makes it sound good, the guy that does everything for us. He's always, you know, he always hits it on his nail, hits it right on the nail for us. Um, we appreciate him so much. So uh, make sure you guys follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys need beats done, whether you're a rapper or maybe you're trying to get into podcasting, and you need a sick intro and outro. Well, Spencer is your guy, so go ahead and message him on, once again on Instagram at that guy dope, so he can take good care of you like he always takes good care of us. But yeah, that is episode eighty. Um, I can't believe we're we're hitting we're we're at this episode number now. Um, but but yeah, here we are. Um, also, fun fact: Andre Johnson, Houston legend. There you go. So, uh, but yeah, so thanks for listening and catch us next week for episode 81. All right. Take care, guys. cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner